Hey everybody, this is High Definition Podcast. I'm Maurice. I'm Therese. And we are back for another episode. How, how's your weekend, bro? Man, weekend was great. Like, work, this is probably one of the best weekends I've had all year. Compared work. to last weekend? Compared, God, yes. <laughs> Compared to last weekend? Uh, look, everything, we hit goals, we exceeded goals. Everything just flowed. I told my team how, how much I appreciated the hard work this weekend. Try to Ooh. keep it. Try to keep it going to this next weekend. So I got no complaints, man. It wouldn't do nothing good anyway. Cool. But how about yourself, bro? Uh, went back on the road with Jamie. All right. How so was that? Went down to Darlington. Ooh. It was pretty cool. No, it, no. It, Slight work. We set up. I break down. I got to hear some good music because I'm good. All right. That's hey, what's, up. what's that's, up. That's all that matters to me. But uh, yeah. So. So today, uh, on this episode, we have my wonderful pastors. William Trey Cleveland and Miss Angie Cleveland. How are y'all doing? Hey, good. good. How are you? I'm doing, doing well. Good. How was y'all got? How was y'all weekend this weekend? Busy. Oh, man, <laughs> it was a blur. <laughs> <laughs> it came we, in and went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real we're fast. Catching our breath right I think now. We worked the whole weekend this weekend. We did. Yeah, we ended up working the, the whole weekend, but we're settling down now. So yeah, we had a concert and we had to. Set up and break, set up and break down, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, so we're still trying to put things back together awesome. <laughs> from the weekend. Awesome. So it's good. Well, I'm yeah. glad you guys made time out of y'all's busy schedule to sit with us. And uh, basically, we just wanted to interview you guys. Um, this the next two weeks we're going to be interviewing our pastors. So we want mm-hmm. everyone to see who our pastors are and get to know a little bit about you guys. Mm-hmm. So, first off. First thing that we want to know, I know this already, <laughs> is uh, first of all, where does y'all's story begin? Wow. <laughs> Not all at the same time. Not all right. at the same time. I, you know, we got, we have two, it's the same story, but, mm-hmm. but two totally different angles. It usually be like that, though. Yeah. So like most couples, but. So um, I was managing a singing group. Uh, a female singing group, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, we are a product of the, the 2000s, the nine, late 90s, mm-hmm. 2000s. So, you know, we had like, you had Boys the Men, you had like um, In Vogue, mm-hmm. you had all these yeah. groups, right? Um, and so we were, we were going to do that for, for God. And so I had three girls um, and one of them was Angie's cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I, I was trying to find a fourth member so we could have a three-part harmony and a lead singer. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And so I asked if they knew anybody, and one was like, well, my cousin's coming to college. If We met at Upstate. Um, and my cousin's coming to college, you know, and she plays and sings. I was like, wow, okay. You know, and I was thinking, like, she probably played, like, three-finger chords. <laughs> like, you know, like, like chopsticks, dun-dun-dun-dun, you know. And um, so I tracked her down and found her um, when she got to the campus, and... Uh, and uh, I, I knocked on the door, <laughs> and her roommate came. Her roommate was like, Angie, somebody here for you. And she came to the door, and she didn't say nothing. She just <laughs> sat there. She looked straight at me. It was just like, so I, later on, I let her tell her side of the story, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll meet there. Right. Yeah, so when I had on some overalls that day, so and basket and I had braids. She had braids. The she basket had like weave yes, braids. I remember that. Yes. So <laughs> when he came to the door, 
I looked at him. He thought I was slow or something. <laughs> I thought and let him wrong. tell it. He thought something was wrong with me. But I was looking at him like, I'm trying to figure out where I know you from. Because he looked very mm-hmm. familiar. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but that's a long story. But we end up going to the recital hall. We trailed each other to the recital hall. And uh, I played and I sang uh, Lauren Hill's Joyful, Joyful. Uh, back in high school, I used to want to sound like her. So I loved her tone, her intonation, all that kind of thing. So She was successful. But, I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's how we met. We met on USC Upstate Campus. Um, I was a freshman. I came in August of 99. Ooh, Lord, that's been a long time ago. Um, but we met in November. So a few months later, I had no clue I met my husband. Had no clue. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. <laughs> and it was, it was USC. It was, it was USC. Yeah. Okay, see. Spartanburg at the time. USC, yes. Rifles. Yes. You know, the little, little uh, known fact. I used to be around them on that gospel choir. Because <laughs> my mom used to sing, too. So that's wild. Like, it's funny how everything comes full circle. Yes. I always... I, and your uncle. You I'm a, yeah, that. uncle, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I like, that you know, is amazing. I did forget about my uncle. Did we well, all used to be that. It's, it's wild. But you played basketball, correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, what like, position? <laughs> uh, point guard. Yep, point guard. Man. Mm-hmm. Defense. How, how many assists you average? Uh, and uh, none. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that was a, I was on that team for one year. Um uh, I went to Howard University. Okay. And okay. Um, I, I was a part of the student coaching staff, a student staff mm-hmm. that traveled with the team. There's a long story on how that happened. Mm. So I tried out, and they had just got a freshman guard that was like all region. Mm-hmm. So they didn't need another guard. They wanted a big, a big man. Uh, so I didn't make the team at Howard. But I used to go and sit in the stands and do my homework while they practiced mm. every day. And some of the team members didn't want to come to practice. Mm. And the coach said, I got somebody here that comes to practice that ain't even on the team. Wow. Mm. And he said, all right, if y'all don't want to be here, I'll put him on the team. As a matter of fact, everywhere we go, he goes. Just to remind y'all that you slip, he can be put on. Wow. And so wow. I got to travel to Florida uh, to, on the plane, I got all the, you know, so I worked out with the big men. Uh, and then the next year, I tried out for USC Spartanburg mm-hmm. team and made the team. That's awesome. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, Miss Angie, how mm-hmm. long have you been playing the keys? You know what? Um, since I was three years old, I started picking on the keys. I developed a love for it because my late grandmother she played the old, you know, the old upright pianos. Mm-hmm. And to this day, like, I can still remember how she would play some of the songs that we would do in church. Like, the style of it was like a ragtime jazz sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used to sit in her lap at three years old and used to just peck around on the keys and stuff. And she would play and sing. And that's how I developed a love for the keys. Um, you can literally close your eyes and point to somebody in my family on both sides. They can sing, play an instrument, or do both. Wow. Like, it's a, a very musical family I come from. So, 
But at three years old is when I started pecking with the keys. At 12 is when I started being the minister of music at my grandfather's church. My grandfather was a pastor. Um, and at 12 years old, I'm in service on Sundays playing an organ that I could barely reach the pedals on. Oh, wow. And teaching senior choir. That is so weird, but that's how it was. You know, I taught the youth choir, taught the senior choir, and it was a smaller church, so they had, like, not a lot of choirs, which is great, you know, starting out. But it was then that I had to learn how to keep my grades up and still, you know, be a part of the service and participate in Sunday school and vacation Bible school. And the sunrise service is on Easter. Have mercy. <laughs> 6 a.m. on hurt. Easter Sunday. So, mm, but yeah. Hurt just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, feed, they feed you after the service, though. That's I mean, yeah, it's cool. But then, and then after they feed you, you go into the regular service, yep. and your eyes have to stay open because you done uh-huh. ate so much breakfast before. <laughs> yeah, you said going to the regular service. I thought you was about to say going to a coma. That's about how it'll be. (laughs) Just about. You're right. Just about. Just about. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right, you said you guys met on campus. Mm -hmm. Um, How long before you guys actually started dating? You know, that's a great question because we spent a lot of time together. Yeah, we did. It was like, um, and Bay, you can correct me if I'm wrong. There was no official date of dating I don't think I think we were just we we started being best friends like we hung out all the time we made music we stayed in the studio for hours you know creating music and um you know singing and different things of that nature actually when I first met you you were uh studying for your minister's license yep 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 he was studying for his minister's license um and that would be 21 years ago yep. this week. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And she yeah. helped me. She, uh, she helped me study for what we, the catechism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so to be she catechized. helped me study for it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I got all of them. My pastor was like, this was like the highest. I had like 100. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was because she helped me out, because she helped me out a lot. Um, I do recall. Mm-hmm. The first kind of date, I I, I took it. It was Mr. Gettys. Yes, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Gettys. It was Mr. Gettys. So, ladies, if if your man, you know, a potential go, Lord. potential uh, uh, Boaz doesn't take you to Red Lobster <laughs> first, <laughs> they still can be good. Okay, so don't don't let them go. All right. But to piggyback off that, me and my wife's first date was Gravitopia in a movie. So no. there you go. Hey, it's all about being able to have fun with each other. That's the right. one thing that I really wanted was mm. to be able to have fun with someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and Absolutely. Like also, kind of piggyback too, going back to what they just said. Mm. Y'all relationship start off as friends. Yep. Yep. And, you know that goes back to when we did yes. our series last month yeah. on relationships. Like it's important for you to mm. build that foundation mm. before you try to you know pursue on to a deeper relationship. So. I, I, I thought that was that was very that was very key. That it kind of built on what we what we already talked about before. Wow! Yeah. I love how we had these conversations that we can yep. actually point back to something yep. that we talked yeah. about before. But um, yep. mm-hmm. so 
you all you've you've established a friendship you mm-hmm. you're dating now so once you get into the marriage when did you all actually you know decide what made you get into the pastor was that something that you wanted to do initially uh did you even want to be a pastor was it how did that how did y'all's ministry journey start so have mercy i i never like growing up like you know some people and i'm i think it's a blessing if you in junior high and you like you know i i know i feel like i'm gonna preach i'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a preacher people used to call me preaching i used to be upset <laughs> <laughs> just because i didn't cuss like you know um, I didn't. I didn't really, you know, like flow mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. they would say, you know, uh, preacher and um, mm-hmm. and and different things like that. But I never saw myself as a preacher until um, I was in college. Uh, I, well, yeah, I was in college, and my mm-hmm. grandfather, uh, the day that the Lord told me that I would teach and preach the gospel, and I went and told my pastor. We got home that day, and my, my grandfather was a, a pastor, too. So Angie's grandfather was a minister, and mine was a minister as wow. well, was mm-hmm, a pastor. Mm-hmm. And that day we got home, and there was a message to call, and my grandfather had passed. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like the mantle got passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's when I knew then. And when I accepted the call, then the Lord began to show me visions of faith to faith. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so I'd begin to just write down, and we haven't gotten halfway through all of that. He mm. let me see then. So I'm oh, excited wow. about what he's unfolding. Mm-hmm. And uh, in addition to what he said, the same exact thing happened to my grandfather. Um, when I was seven years old, my grandfather told me, you know, you're going to preach the gospel. I said, no, Papa, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I did not want to hear that. And I was so shy when I was little. I'm an only child, so, you know, it was just hard for, I, I like to be around people, but it was hard for me to interact with them because I didn't have that experience with siblings, you know. But, you know, I was very, very shy. I used to learn the Easter speeches, the Christmas speeches, learn them by heart, but when they called my name, I would start crying. That is how horrible, <laughs> you know, and fear gripped me so much when I was a kid. And so when my grandfather told me that I was going to preach the gospel, I was like, there's no way. Like, I don't even see how this is possible. I can barely talk in front of people. Um, but to, to fast forward, my grandfather passed away when I was 19. Um, and that was at that moment is when I started to accept the call to minister the gospel. He passed away as well. Um, but when it came to pastoring, because ministering the gospel and pastoring are two entirely different things. Mm -hmm. So honestly, I never saw myself being a pastor's wife. I never saw myself as being, you know, co-pastor. You know, even even down to, and this is a touch and go, but even down to the, the, the way uh, a first lady dresses or how they say you're supposed to dress, you know, the hats and the suits and the rhinestones and all that kind of stuff. You know, I grew up being a tomboy. I like playing basketball. I like doing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I was not a, you know, dress up floofy type of person. 
And so, but when I met him in college and we started building our friendship and hanging out with each other and then he started studying for ministry and all that kind of thing, y'all, something pulled, it's like his purpose pulled the purpose out of me. And it was like I had a desire to want to, you know, be a part of what the Lord was showing him. And I was like, Lord, whatever you want me to do, you know, I didn't see myself going this route. I actually wanted to be an architect. I actually wanted to go to school to draw floor plans for houses and buildings and that sort of thing, but never thought about until coming to college that I was created to help build or be an architect of an atmosphere, of a culture. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, that's how I end up being, you know, coming alongside you in this whole vision for ministry. Mm. Mm -hmm. So how long have you all been in ministry now? So ministry-wise, it's been, I want to say 18, no, it's been 20 years for me Mm. in ministry, Mm -hmm. Um, but, and 21 for you, but it's been 13 uh, pastoring. Wow. If I remember correctly, 13 minutes, 13, 13 wow. years of pastoring. Yeah. Wow. Man. So, pastoring together as a mm-hmm. married couple. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you guys find the balance? Because I've wanted that myself. You know, mm-hmm. when you're a minister, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're over a flock. Yes. You're trying to manage that, mm-hmm. plus your marriage life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you guys find that balance of keeping everything fresh, um, just staying on one accord? Mm-hmm. Carefully. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is not an easy thing to do. Not at all. Um, but we do make sure that we... Uh, carve out time mm-hmm. for each other mm-hmm. uh, and carve out time to be together. Yes. Um, and, you know, we, we defend that uh, pr- as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's something that the Lord has need of you on a Friday, then the Lord has need of you on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, but we try. Mm-hmm. We try. Yes. We, we try very hard to have a, a weekly date night on Fridays. Um, you mentioned something that uh, I'm very passionate about now and still working very hard at. That is the difference between actually balance and priority. Mm-hmm. I've learned that there is a difference. And, um, you know, I was asking the Lord, you know, countless times. I said, now, Lord, now you're going to have to help me know how to balance all this stuff because these are a lot of hats we wearing, yes. you know. You know, pastoring the church, being a spouse, and then being a son and a daughter to your parents, and being a good friend, trying to be a good friend, you know, being a producer, writing music, writing books, you know, it's a lot. And I said, Lord, please give us the wisdom on how to manage everything. And he spoke to me and he said, balance widens your perspective, but priority deepens your perspective. And he said, what I want you to do is I want to give you priority because what you put first, it will give life to everything else. So if you invest in your marriage first, 
then the healthier your marriage is, the healthier your ministry will be. The healthier your marriage is, the healthier you are. And you are the best to everybody because you've taken that time to invest in yourself. I remember when we first started pastoring, we were at the church every day, all day long at the church. (laughs) On Saturday at the church. Fridays at the church. Every day. We went on a vacation and all we talked about was the church, was music, you know, ministry. And we looked at each other and said, this is not good. Yeah. This is not good. And that was, it was at that point that we decided that we would do Friday date night on a weekly basis. And we uh, don't let each other talk about ministry and church and music. We talk about God, <laughs> but not ministry. <laughs> You know, that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Was that from the jump or when you first made that decision to, you know, let's not talk about church, let's not talk about mm-hmm. ministry? Was that hard to do at the beginning? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's, and sometimes it still can be. You can catch yes, yourself. Yes, you can. You know, because it's a major part of our life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the members and the people, everybody's a major part of our life. Mm-hmm. But it's yes. kind of like, you know, you as parents, you know, you guys have kids. There should be a time where you are talking about each other, mm-hmm. even though you love your kids and they're uh, amazing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's got to be a time where you guys have the the time to jail just with you guys, so that you can be stronger together to help raise your kids. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it's good yeah. and dealing with the guilt of that too. Yeah, because sometimes you can feel guilty for actually wanting to pull away <laughs> just because yeah. you need some time, you know, but. It's that that priority is so important, but yeah, it's still we still have challenges, and we still pull on each other's coattail and say, "Okay, let's let's talk about that tomorrow," you <laughs> yeah, know, because yeah. we know we got to do this and we got to focus on this, but let's wait until tomorrow because right now it's just us. Yeah, and that guilt thing, I just wanted to touch. You know, it wasn't until we went on a, a good long plane ride that I really listened to the stewardess. Because I figured, you know, we're going to be over water this time. <laughs> I don't need to pay attention. <laughs> pay attention. Please pay attention. Uh, and so um, she said, you know, if you're a parent and you have a small child with you, put your oxygen mask on first and then fix your child's. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that sounds backwards because I care about my kids more than I care about myself. Mm. And I, you know, and then it, it, it dawned on me that if the mother passes out, the kid won't know how to put it on. Wow. Uh, and so it's the same way with us spiritually. If we're not taken care of as mm-hmm, a couple, mm-hmm. then we won't. The kids are watching us. Yeah. You know, the congregation is watching us. And mm-hmm. if we're falling apart because we're not, you know, spending that time together and doing things together, um, then they will. They maybe they m- might not know how to put their life in the same fashion. I see. You touched on something because. And I'm just a firm believer of this, that when we are in sync, the whole church feels it. When we're not in sync, the whole church feels it. You know, and I mean, even to the point where you could have a service where, you know, a, a guest will come in and they'll see, you know, this is an example. They'll see him up preaching, but they'll also see his wife's response to him preaching. Mm-hmm. So how is her response to him ministering? 
if she's into the message, then I can trust what's coming out of his mouth. If he's not, if she's not into the message, then something must be going on at the house Uh, and it's hard to trust what is being spoken. Mm -hmm. So it's important, you know, the, the healthier, the family, the healthier, the church. That's true. Jesus. Mm -hmm. So as a married couple, what has that been like pastoring together? Like what's, what's been those lessons you learned, you know, pastoring Mm -hmm. as a man, like, like you said, you Mm -hmm. know, you, you wear so many hats, mm-hmm. but what is that? What has that journey been like with you two being as a married couple, and you're also pastoring? What have you learned on that journey together? <laughs> <laughs> um, transparently speaking, um, it's been one of the most adventurous uh, yet rewarding journeys mm. pastoring with this guy. Um, he he brings such a different perspective. Um, I think that's one of the, the key elements of pastoring together is that we both see things sometimes differently. And then we're having to see which is the best route to take and, you know, what what is the Lord saying? You know, sometimes we both wrong. You know, and the Lord is like, <laughs> tell me, hold on, both of you go sit down in prayer. Lord, you like, know, time out. <laughs> but it's been rewarding. I love pastoring with him, and um, I, I honestly wouldn't see it any other way. Yeah, I was going to say the, the same thing. We get different perspectives, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of it. So um, we don't see the same thing the same way. Right which actually gives us a circumspect uh, view Mm -hmm. of what we should, you know, do. Mm -hmm. We have different options, which I really appreciate. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, um, we feel each other's hurt. Yes. And we we understand it from the pastoral perspective. Um, And, you know, I know some people that that they may not co-pastor, so the pastor may feel a different weight sometimes and then whoever's you know whatever spouse because there's women pastors with mm-hmm. with spouses that aren't pastors mm-hmm. um but they can kind of maybe not see the same way but we're getting hit with the same punch we're yes we're, we're getting blessed with the same blessing mm-hmm. we're getting you know mm-hmm. so it's been a really good i think to to have a partner and she's amazing she's powerful in the lord but she also can let her hair down and chill and relax and, you know, uh, explore the world and do different things like that. So she's really cool. So I, that's a good partner. That's a good partner. So I wouldn't want to pass through with anybody else. So I appreciate Love you, babe. Yes, ma'am. Oh, that's, that's awesome. So to, to shift to, like, uh, recent, mm-hmm. um, and we'll backtrack a little bit, but the pandemic last year hit um, the COVID. Mm-hmm. What has been the most challenging thing being a pastor and pastoring through a pandemic? Mm. Because I know we don't get to really have these conversations with pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, I know from the standpoint of being just a, a deacon, mm-hmm. uh, a parent, you know, working, mm-hmm. how difficult and how, you know, the precautions and stuff you have to take, mm-hmm. like just from a pastoral standpoint, viewpoint, how difficult has that been? Oh my goodness. Um, 
I'm trying to figure out the most difficult. Last year, I, I'm choosing to call it the year of lessons. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just so, so many things that we learned, you know. But um, I think for me, one of the hardest parts of pastoring through a pandemic was the inability or just being limited in how to help people. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Versus, you know, being able to touch people and, you know, hug people, be there for people, let them cry on your shoulder. Um, That was tough. It was really hard. And we we love on people. We're affectionate. You know, we show love, you know, and it's hard to be in a situation where that's limited. And, um, you know, I think. One of the prayers I had to pray a lot last year was, Lord, help me not to be so overwhelmed because it was so much hurt everywhere. Mm -hmm. It was just hurt everywhere. And uh, I think that was the hardest part for me. Yeah. Yeah. The same. I was going to say exact same thing. Um, We don't realize how much we get a chance to um, receive uh, from each other Sunday to mm-hmm. Sunday, mm-hmm. Um, and also as a pastor, get a chance to look into uh, the 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 people's eyes yes. and say, "How you doing?" They like, "I'm fine." You're like, oh. <laughs> right? You can tell. Right you can tell. You can tell. Yeah, yeah. and you know, the Lord may may bring something to say to them then, or He may just say, "Pray." Mm-hmm. Go home. You know, when you go home, mm-hmm. pray. Put them on the list and pray. Mm-hmm. Like, but to not be able to see them. It's harder to be able to just kind of, you know, how you doing, mm-hmm. you know, and then so so it's more um, it, it is harder and it felt like it's more work. Yes. And it feels like you you have less effectiveness, it felt, mm-hmm. but with more work or the same effectiveness, but with two, three times more trying to be focused and, and purposed mm-hmm. um, in your interactions and, mm-hmm. you know, because we go hang out. Yes, Man, I miss that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really go out to eat after church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whoever is left after service, y'all want to go? You know, go get some Chinese food. Yes, <laughs> you I know, miss, I miss Lou's going with y'all. To yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. And we get a chance to talk, and yeah. it's mm-hmm. those lessons that deepen people's walks. Mm-hmm. It deepens ours because we yes. learn from you guys yeah. as well. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So as we sit and talk, we're learning from each other, and that's what I tra- call true communion. Mm. That's when you know Jesus had communion mm-hmm. with the disciples. Mm-hmm. They sat down and broke bread. Yeah, it wasn't just like the little hard cracker and the juice. <laughs> right, like <laughs> they really yes. sat down with each other and broke bread, broke the word together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I missed that. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I second that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shifted a little bit. Um, so. What are some misconceptions about Christianity um, mm. from y'all's vantage point that people, well, misconceptions that are, what are mis- some misconceptions that you think that people have about Christianity, mm-hmm. uh, about pastoring, um, just things of that nature? Mm. Um, That's great. That's a great question. Um, the first thing that comes to my heart when it comes to a misconception about Christianity is if we 
if we misrepresent or paint incorrectly who God is, then we won't see Christ correctly. Mm. So God is not a taskmaster. He's not a dictator. He's not a narcissist. He's not a conspirator. God is love. Now, there's a lion side of love and there's a lamb side of love. Mm-hmm. But God is love. And love is not just what he does, it's who he is. It's his whole makeup. Yeah. So everything he does is for the purpose of love. And I believe that one of the misconceptions of Christianity is that we paint God to be someone who we have to be perfect to be accepted by. And that it's it, honestly, it's hard to please somebody who you feel is always mad at you mm-hmm. when that image is mispainted. And so um, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions of Christianity is that, you know, being a Christian means that I dot every I and cross every T. That's not what perfection is. Perfection, when he says, be perfect as my Father in heaven is perfect, that word perfect means complete. Mm -hmm. So be perfect or complete in love as I am complete in love, you know. And that takes a whole nother spin on how you view God and your perspective of him. And one more thing, and then I'll um, let you, you know, share what the Lord is uh, saying to you, but righteousness is not a what, it's a who. Mm -hmm. Being righteous is not, it's not necessarily a what, it's not the doing of a thing, it is the becoming Mm. of a person. Christ was sent so we can receive him and become Mm -hmm. righteous. Not so we can do right things. Uh, (laughs) And I think a lot of times we try to do right things without knowing who we are in Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's one of the misconceptions that I believe in Christianity. Wow. Yeah, I I definitely uh, ditto those. Um, One of the ones that I kind of have been praying about, studying about here lately is... Mm -hmm. Uh, deliverance. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we as Christians, a lot of times, we feel like uh, a spirit being cast out, mm-hmm. uh, or that's the misconception, is deliverance in and of itself. Um, but the Lord has been showing me the post office, and He said that when there's a letter in the post office, if the postmaster just takes the letter out mm-hmm. and puts it in the yard, is it delivered or is it just set free? Wow. From the post office. Mm. It's set free. So therefore, the bondage that you've been under is now broken. Mm-hmm. And you mm. get a chance to make a decision. But deliverance is an address. Ah. So deliverance, when you're delivered, you are delivered to who God wants you to be. Mm. You're delivered to a son and a daughter, and you're walking in purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so uh, a lot of times I think the misconception is, is that uh, somebody feels like they've been delivered when they've mm-hmm. really just been set free to make a decision to get to the address of deliverance, mm. if wow. that makes sense. Mm. Mm. I love that perspective, man. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. love it. So I guess this kind of ties into that. The body of Christ, um, 
Sometimes, just for my opinion, I feel mm-hmm. like we we mistake his we mistake Christ's faithfulness um, in being accepted is being accepting of sinfulness. Mm. Um, you know, some people will say, "Oh, you know, the, the, it says to come as you are, mm-hmm. and that's it." Mm-hmm. You know, for me, you know. It's, it shouldn't be just, you know, it should be, yeah, come as you are. We, mm-hmm. we, we mm-hmm. want you, yeah, mm-hmm. in all your baggage. But there should be some transformation that takes place as you as you get to know Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, do y'all feel the same exact way sometimes about that? Yes. Um, the cross is vertical as well as horizontal. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> In relationships, in our earthly relationships, we know we'd be upset if we invest in a relationship with somebody and they don't invest into it and they don't put forth an effort, you know what I'm saying? And and if I, say for instance, if I talk to him any kind of way and it disrespects him, you know, and he vo- he voices that to me and says, you know, I don't like to be talked to like that. You know, I need you to, you know, talk to me like this, bring some more respect. If I don't change, that can mean that I'm not serious about you. Wow. That I'm not serious about our relationship. You know, I don't need to change. You feel what I'm saying? And that perspective is prideful. Wow. Yeah. Because when we come into the knowledge of who God is and we desire God more than anything, of course, I, I'm, I'm going to make mistakes, but the heart has to be willing to bow mm-hmm. to what God desires. And, you know, of course, you know, God, go, you know, they used to say in the, um, they used to pray the prayer, you know, if you find anything that shouldn't be, <laughs> yes. take it out. It ain't no if, honey, it's, it's when. When. <laughs> when you find something that ain't supposed to be there, mm-hmm. Lord, take it out. You know, and so living a life of daily consecration or daily, you know, daily sacrifice, a living sacrifice. You know, giving our fears to God, giving our, our, our anger to God, our traumas to God, giving all of those things to God. Because, um, you know, I, I just believe that if we, would, we, if we would allow our hearts to bow to the Father and be in submission to his will, that is when we'll be able to have a growing relationship yes. with the Father. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I think one of the things that I've been forgiveness. Oh, Lord. Um, sometimes, well, I'm just talking about from a pastor perspective. Mm-hmm. When I have expectations of somebody else growing and it's slower than the pace that I want it to be in. Wow. <laughs> wow. I have yeah. to, sometimes they're actually a mirror for me to wow. see what wow. I'm upset about about myself. Wow. You know, what I haven't uh, conquered to the place that I want to be at. And so mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm, um, I might, there might be one person that's dealing with one thing or one person that's one way and I give them, I feel like I gave them more grace than this other person. Mm-hmm. But the other person might be the one that's closer to me that shows me the mirror. Oh, Lord. And so, and so God has been showing me forgiveness and grace by allowing me to help others walk you know, and that giving them that grace mm-hmm. is helping me to realize that I need grace. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, Lord. So. That's a say law and a half. Yes. 
That it is. Mm. <laughs> oh boy, I tell you, a lot of this, a lot of man, we've had these conversations. Yeah. You know, I tell you, I gained so much insight from them, and I miss being around them as much as we used to before this pandemic. Um, man, I, I man. Yes. Y'all just dropping nuggets in the bucket. <laughs> all, all kind of nuggets. All day. Mm. But, so to shift, Trey, you are a, a real estate agent. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, right, I am. So how long have you been in that uh, profession? It is right on, I think it'll be three years, three, it'll be <laughs> three or four. Yeah. Um, Coming up this, uh, I think June, June. is going to be, yeah, it's wow. going to be my, my date. Anniversary. <laughs> all right, all right. And appreciate all your hard work helping us get our house. <laughs> yes, oh, that man. is right. If you need a real estate agent, <laughs> we in Cleveland. We'll have all this information in the uh in the comments. <laughs> but yeah, but uh is that something that you've always wanted to do? Or is that something you just kinda just, just kinda fell into? Speaking of fail, mm -hmm. uh, I fell asleep and I literally <laughs> had a vision. Right? I had a vision of me flying over houses mm -hmm. and uh they were small houses at first and they just kept growing and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then um a friend of my mom's called and was like mm -hmm. you know you need to get into real estate um I, i'm you know you know there, there's there's this and that and and you know i'm i'm gonna get old maybe you could take over my business and da 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 da, da. and that was all within the same week wow. mm -hmm. and so i knew then Never dealt with it before. I knew then I was like, okay, the Lord is saying, and I asked him an interpretation of the dream, and that was what it was. Mm. It was wow. it was just showing me different houses and and showing me uh, selling those different houses and dealing in real estate. Mm -hmm. So that's how I ended awesome. up. Real awesome. Estate. So, Miss Angie, psalmstress, um, pastor. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about some of your music. Um, mm -hmm. You just released an EP mm -hmm. not too long ago. Um, let's talk about that. How you developed it, mm -hmm. the mind behind it, mm. and just where are you headed, like as far as like other music ventures. Mm -hmm. So okay, so uh, the Faith Walk. Um, a lot of the songs that I receive, I receive them in prayer. Mm. As a matter of fact, my dream prayer, my dream prayer room, Lord, is to have a, a room that's circular with a white baby grand in the middle of the floor mm -hmm. because I like to walk when I pray. And a lot of times I hear songs and concepts, you know, in prayer. Mm -hmm. And they don't come all at one time. Songs are built. And so um, I could be going through something or... Um, you know, God could speak a revelation and then there's a lyric that comes from that or a melody. I may hear a melody only and then I'll get a lyric later. So it just depends. But the faith walk, um, I felt led to release it because of the, the trying year that we've had. Mm -hmm. um, and just to have or to release a sound of encouragement and hope to people because of after all that we've gone through I think we've we've suffered as a nation as as a as a people in general globally we've been traumatized yeah. 
And so, you know, to bring a sound of encouragement and hope to people is what I really wanted to do. And to have songs where people can boldly confess the word, I hashtag it bold confessions of faith, Mm -hmm. you know, because these are songs that are based off of the word of God, things that we can confess over ourselves, you know, not confessing our feelings, but confessing the word. We can be vulnerable to God with our feelings, but confessing the word. And I've learned that you can't fight a bad thought with a good thought. You fight it with the word because the word was here before challenges were. The word was here before temptation was. And so fighting with the word. So the faith walk, that, that is how that concept came to be um, because I wanted to release a sound of hope and encouragement to everybody. Um, and all the songs were built uh, in prayer and uh, just as a result of the trying year that we've had in 2020. Mm-hmm. Now, you coined a term for your music. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was. Was it medicinal music? Medicinal music. That's it. Is that it? <laughs> Is that what it was yes. called? That's it. I That's thought, what I want to create. Yes. I thought that term was was. It made me pause. I was like, because music can be medicine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it could be music. It could be medicine that uplifts, heals it. But there's also music that can tear down mm-hmm. and be destructive. Mm-hmm. So I love that term. Yeah. And it, it makes you think about music from a different headspace. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't think of a better word for that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll, we'll run with it. <laughs> but... I also want to talk to you both. Oh, of, oh right, go ahead. Out of all of your music, mm-hmm. what would you say? Because you've you released several albums. Mm-hmm. Several. I know you can't really pick a favorite because I'm pretty sure they all hold a, a certain place. But if you could pick one in particular that kind of stands out, mm-hmm. which one would you say it is? Kingdom Come is my favorite. Just let you know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie. That's, I, I'll, I'll tell her earlier that that one's still in rotation. <laughs> You know what? That's a, a, a great question. Um, each one has its own personality. Um, I would have to say, and not just because I just released it, but I would have to say this EP that I just released, The Faith Walk. Reason being is because um, I'm trying to get acquainted with this new sound the Lord has me going in, um, but I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I was telling I was telling them yesterday that the music that I hear now mm-hmm. is usually between 72 to 84 beats per minute. Mm. It's just a groove. Mm-hmm. It's just right there and it's like when it's kind of like the sound of somebody walking. Mm-hmm. You know the footsteps of a person, right. yeah. average cadence of a person walking. And whatever we bob our heads to, we're actually saying yes to it. Mm -hmm. Mm. I agree to it. Wow. Mm -hmm. I agree to this thought. I agree to this concept. You know, and so I loved to be able to create music to where you don't know whether to bob your head or lift your hands in worship. Doing both. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love it. There's only one ballad on there, and the rest of it is high-frequency music. Got you. Mm-hmm. So 
I, got, I have another question because okay. I, I have different conversations with a lot, a lot of different people, and mm-hmm. there's, there's this whole conversation now where I, I just love. I would love to hear both of y'all's takes on it. There's this whole conversation I hear a lot now. Mm-hmm. Um, if it ain't church, I don't want to do it. I need. I need to. I gotta come to church. I gotta get my book. Or it's it's some people who, if it's not choir, mm-hmm. they don't want to do it. <laughs> if it's just CCM, yeah, you know, they shut it off. Or you got some people that's all about CCM. Mm-hmm. They're not about the choir. What What would you say? To, what do you say to someone that's kind of got that mindset? I mean, I'm of the opinion people can have their own opinion, but mm-hmm. I feel like God can express Himself in so many different. Mm-hmm. genres of music mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. if you just locked into just one mm-hmm. you're kind of missing how god can express itself yes in so many different mm. facets yes sir and I, I just feel like if you only locked in church it excuse me uh, granted you know you have people that's what they grew up on mm-hmm. so of course that's what you're gonna like but mm-hmm. talk to the people about that you know about you know expand yourself you know I think you just had a conversation about it. So I'm going to let her go ahead because she just got finished talking about this. This is awesome. I love it. So I look at music as a language. Music is a language. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have different interpretations of that language. So you have Christian rap. That's a language or an interpretation. You have CCM. That's an interpretation. You have neo-soul jazz, which I love. Okay, that's an interpretation. You got choir music, that's an interpretation. I believe that we have gotten to the point that we look at gospel as just a genre of music rather than the message. Mm. The gospel is a message. And as long as the message of Christ is in that music, John 4, he says, Those that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. He didn't say in spirit and in style. There's a certain, you know, even though we have our preferences, Mm -hmm. you know, I love choir music coming up. That's all we listen to, you know, but I also love Doobie Powell and Kim Burrell and, you know, different, different ways of expressing, you know, how you know, somebody's experiences with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I believe that, um, hmm, now here's a thought. Could it be that when we say that it's not, you know, gospel unless it has an organ to it, could it be that we're saying it's not church? Because there's a difference between gospel and church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yep. culture of church is what we've gotten yep. used to. And 2020 has proven that the Lord will mess all that up. All of we, we might have, we might have to add that to the docket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, get you back on. Oh, yeah. We're gonna have to back on that one. So, but music is a language, and you have all of these interpretations of it. And I think as long as the truth is in there, and as long as you sense the character of Christ in the music, it's worth digesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think too. Um, Cause we talked about it on season one. We did a two part series, mm-hmm. just kind of giving people like when you're trying to go find your church, just yeah. just some suggestions. Mm-hmm. And one of the statements we made when we talked about we talked about the music of the church, mm-hmm. don't let your preference keep you from his presence. Right. Right. I know because a, a lot of people they have their preference of music, mm-hmm. but are you gonna let that keep you from the main focus of coming to church, which is you know to get into His presence, to learn more about Him, That's so you good. can become more about That's Him, true. Yes, become sir. more like Him. We can't That's put true. we can't put our preference over His presence. Mm-hmm. That's good, mm-hmm. That's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. 
you know, I'm a big, I love, I'm a big CHH guy. Huge. <laughs> Huge CHH guy. You know, probably about 80% of what I listen to is CHH. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. And, you know, some of the feedback you get from that is, oh, you know, it's different things. People were like, oh, that ain't holy, this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. And how I've always looked at it was, so wherever I grew up at, if I'm accustomed to rap music, mm-hmm. like you said, God can use that avenue mm-hmm. to to grab people. Absolutely. You know, it's like try to go try to go to you know the hood or whatever, and mm. yeah, you maybe grow up in church and everything, but most of the music that you know where I grew up at listened to was hip hop. Mm-hmm. So I always mm-hmm. say Tupac was one of my biggest, the biggest artist I ever listened to. Yeah. I, my favorite, one of my favorites, mm-hmm. and. To hear a guy like a Lecrae, uh, Andy Minio, um, mm-hmm. Trip Lee, K-Drama, uh, K mm-hmm. those guys. Uh, what's my man's name down in Columbia? Uh, you put me Uh-oh. on his album. Brandon uh, LaDale. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Brandon. Love Brandon. his, love yeah, his, love his music as yes. well. Yes. Uh, love the ministry. Just God can use that avenue to grab people. And I think when he do, it opens up to other things like, I can't go out. Like some some people don't respond to hymns, right? Some people don't respond to, you know, choir music. Mm-hmm. But if you know, you give me some, you know, you give me those bars. Yes, I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> dope. That's dope. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm like, okay, who is this Jesus fellow you talking yeah. about? Here? Yeah, right. it opens you up to so much more. And I think once your heart is open, you know, then I'm more, I'm more of, I can listen to the choir music, mm-hmm. you know. It hits different. Mm-hmm. I mean, God is God is there, but the choir music hits different. Okay, mm-hmm. oh, I got okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The hearing the worship music mm-hmm. it opens me up to yeah. so much more that God has to offer, mm. and that's why I like somebody people might have a preference. Don't stick, don't get stuck in that echo chamber. That echo chamber. Yeah, I like using that word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where it's just I'm hearing one sound of music all the time. Yeah, but I'm I'm missing what God is doing over here. Wow. In this avenue, especially mm-hmm. with Christian rap, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of people just frown upon it. But, but you know, the way you described that was that genres could be a door. Yeah. Into the same building. Mm. That's good. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So the rap for those who are used to rap. It's a door yep. mm-hmm. to be able to get into fellowship with Christ. There it is. You know, um, and to people who say that a beat mm-hmm. makes something holy or unholy. Wow. I would say it like this. If you ask 100 people what type of people drive Mercedes, mm-hmm. it depends on where they come from. Some would say drug dealers. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. And some would say preachers. Right. Mm. There's a high volume of both. So is the Mercedes evil or is the Mercedes good? Wow. Wow. It's who's driving it. So it's the lyrics inside of whatever beat it is. The beat is the the car. Yeah. And whatever lyrics are driving the car makes it holy or makes it unholy. Yeah. Now, see, and there's some songs that's got organ all in it and the Holy Ghost ain't even in it. (laughs) Right. Jesus. The Holy Ghost not even there. It's churchy. It sounds like gospel according to the instrumentation that you use in it. But the power of God is not in it and his character is not in it either. And the truth ain't in it. 
And the, come on, the truth. Let Lord. me tell y'all, it, it was one song. We were somewhere across the country. <laughs> I remember what And they, what we were up say. clapping and everything. And then he said, put the <laughs> devil in the headlock. And I said, whoa, <laughs> the devil is under my feet. According so, to the Bible. According to the Bible, he's yeah. under my feet. So I can't put him in the headlock because then he's too close. He's not in his rightful place. I'm not putting him in the headlock. He's under my feet. So I had yeah. to, I had to sit down, <laughs> but yeah. you know it, it was it was catchy, it was cute, yeah. and it was churchy, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And some of the you know some 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 traditional sounding things mm. still you if you listen to the lyrics mm-hmm. they don't really have a lot of biblical foundation. There you right. go, more cliches. Yeah. There you go. Funny you say cliche. Shout out to Apostle <laughs> Ryan uh, and Pastor Erica Magenza uh-huh. from City Gate Ministries. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yes. you know, he, he made a post today about you know we know more cliches than we know scripture. Oh, yeah. oh Lord! And uh, I always tell him all the time like, I'm big on like lyrical content. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in church, so yeah, me hearing the organ, I'm gonna love it. Yeah, yeah. You know, hearing, hearing, hearing the click track, I'm gonna love that yeah. because that's just I grew up in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But, however, me just growing more, I'm like, okay, I need more substance. Mm. Yes. And when we when you don't have that, because at the end of the day, because the word the word of God says heaven and earth to pass away before his word ever will Come so on. Yep. even though we you got the music mm-hmm. what is it in there that's going to help you to stand because sometimes yes. excuse mm-hmm. me i think uh pop mentioned one time music is probably the only thing that can bypass your soul and go straight to your spirit right mm-hmm. so Ooh. whatever that whatever those lyrics are that's on that music it's going straight straight yes. to you yeah. yes because how many times can i mean when we're growing up ABCs, you learn it by rhythm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. No, so mm-hmm. it, it's very important now. I'm like, okay, I need more lyrical content for me, mm-hmm. and that's as I tell you earlier, like your song mm-hmm. "Live in Me." That that's just, mm. I absolutely, I play that song at least at least once a day. Wow, because that it that's just it's powerful. Those, those lyrics in that song, mm. you know, I I think it's it's important that us. Especially the generation coming up as songwriters, mm-hmm. uh, the musicians. It's important for us to have that strong lyrical, and it needs to be a biblical foundation in mm-hmm. order yes. for us to have the right impact. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, oh, that's absolutely. good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Let's get back to the uh, questions. Of what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> what was the next? I feel like we're about to go somewhere. Oh man, um. <laughs> this is good, yo. I um. Well, the little question I have is, what's something about you that most people would know? That most people would not know. Mm. Ooh. Nah, that's a good one. Let me see. Okay. I'm not sure, but the first thing that comes to mind, most people probably wouldn't know that I played powder puff football my junior and senior year. Yeah, I did school. not know wow. that. I can't tell you the position at all I just know they ran us to death Because they <laughs> was trying to be funny But uh, yeah I played powder puff football Junior, senior year, high school Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would Okay so I'm going to tell you Something that people don't know about Pastor Angie Oh lord here we go What you about to say she is a nut. <laughs> she is, she, and you have to be one to be with a nut. <laughs> she, she absolutely is. She, um, she is so fun. Like I know now, you know, 
the Lord use her, and oh, yeah. if, mm-hmm. if she need to tell you something, she gonna tell you. <laughs> and that's the way that it is, you know. But fun, she's fun. She is an absolute blast. So that's that's mine for her. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, because yeah, no, 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 it just came to me. Yeah, yeah. Because you asked a question earlier about those misconceptions about yeah, Christianity. Yes. Mm. What are the misconceptions about pastors? Oh, yes. Because yeah. I'm just me being with, you know, Pop and Lady, uh, being submitted to them, one of the things I love about them is their transparency. And, like, yes. they, as much as they've taught us about Christ, they've also let us know, look, I'm still human. Absolutely. Been, I think a lot of people, they don't, they have pastors at such. But they fail to realize, no, I'm still, I bleed just like you. Yes. So what, and I may have just answered the question, I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> but what, what are those misconceptions that people have about pastors, like from your experience, they're like, no, it's, it, that's really not what it's, mm. what, what, what would you say? Um, yeah, you probably did answer because <laughs> we do bleed. Um, but, but one of the things I wanted to add to that is why. Uh, a lot of people have that misperception. Hmm. Um, when we were coming up as young ministers, young pastors, we had, you know, some other pastors, you know, tell us, you know, that you don't fellowship with the, the, mm-hmm. the people, mm-hmm. that you remove yourself, um, and that you, you know, you guard yourself and that you don't. Yeah. And I was like, but Jesus, mm. he walked with his disciples mm. and they ate together and they broke bread together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I didn't understand it. But now I understand it because the human side was not to be seen. Mm. That was the old school that they, mm. they said, you don't show your human side. Mm. They would tell you that Roman soldiers wore red capes, you know, not because it was camouflaged at all, yeah. but because if they got stabbed, they you wouldn't be able to see yep. that they were bleeding. And so the distance kind of was the red cape. Mm. Um, and so we kind of put a facade up that said, you know, that I am not regular. Mm. But, you know, and, and some people felt like they lost, they would lose the people's perception of power Golly. if they knew that they were human, you know. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing that I really see is that if you know that I'm human, and you can see the blind people see after prayer. Mm-hmm. And you can see the, the, the dumb talk after mm-hmm. prayer. And you mm-hmm. can see the miracles that God does. Mm-hmm. But you also know that I eat chicken, you know, and <laughs> I can eat a wing and pull the bones out without, you know. <laughs> you know you, when you know this, you realize that there's no separation. There's no reason why you can't. Our job is to show you what you can do. That was Christ's job. Yes. Mm. Christ Great didn't come to show how special he was. He came to show us how special we are wow. to be like him, you know? And then we take Christ and we remove him and say, you know, but he was like, no, no, I'm showing you who you are. He says, you know, you look in the mirror and forget what kind of man you are. Jesus. He's the mirror, you know, and we're supposed to be that same mirror. You know, and show that our humanity, and because of that, you can be just, you can do anything I can do, you can do better. Mm-hmm. Lord, that's strong. Mm-hmm. Ministry, ministry should not be a tool for us to use to feel better about ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's literally an act of service unto the Lord. And, 
you know, piggybacking off of what you both have already spoken, you know, a lot of times people have entered into ministry and leadership positions. This is the thing. When we treat ourselves or not allow ourselves to be vulnerable and transparent, it causes the people to view us from an unrealistic place. Mm-hmm. We set ourselves up for unexpected expect for unrealistic or unhealthy expectations. Mm-hmm. And it it creates this thing to where, you know, mm-hmm. it's just so much to there's so many layers to that. Mm-hmm. But it, it creates this barrier. Um, some people may say may say that you know, if you fellowship with the people, then they'll treat you like you're familiar. You know, they'll treat you like you're common and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, but authenticity draws authenticity. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not being authentic in my walk with God and I'm trying to portray an image to you that's not real, then maybe I'm birthing that inside of the church. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm birthing that example where, I'm, you know, people are not able to face their fears. People are not able to be vulnerable and honest with themselves because they learned it from their leader. Oh, yeah. You know, but we we have to be honest and transparent and show people I don't wake up every morning speaking in tongue. (laughs) You know, it's not walking through the tulips every day. You know, there are fears that I have to face, too. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the last things I'm gonna say on this, I think, is um, friends. Like mm-hmm. they say, you know, and I, I I get to a certain extent, but when they talk about, I I enjoy our congregation because we get a chance that everybody knows God. Mm-hmm. When you know God, you know how to switch gears with each other. That's mm-hmm. good. You know That's when good. God is speaking through me. Yeah. Therese knows when God is speaking mm-hmm. through me and Angie, mm-hmm. and and He treats it as such. Right. And then He knows when we're out there shoveling rocks or, <laughs> or doing mulch. You know, we can we, yeah. we're we're yeah. friends. We we we're friends. We're we're family. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. But we know That's how true. to switch those gears. And yes. I know a lot of people are afraid mm-hmm. of having those closer relationships. A lot of pastors are afraid to have closer relationships with their congregation. But Jesus said that he calls you friend. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That, that was what he wanted to do. Mm. He wanted to call them friend. Yeah. He said, I don't want you to be a servant. I don't want you to be a slave. Because mm. <laughs> you don't know what the left hand, don't know what the right hand doing. He said, I, I want you to be my friend. Yes. And so um, when we know God, we know how he operates through each other. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to worry about disrespecting anybody. Yeah. That's good. That's real good. That is good. God. And just the simple fact that he came down here in human flesh shows us how special we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, oh, sir. man, man. Woo. I, um, feel, you about to hoop. I, I feel like you <laughs> about to hoop right there. It's been, it's been a while since I've been in church. So, I mean. <laughs> Let me see what the organ they had. So hey, I can start it up for you. Let me tell Get you. a run on <laughs> it. <laughs> So um, let's talk about uh, GTM. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, GTM is it's a music ministry. Yes. Uh, and they travel the globe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they yeah. Well, let y'all explain what it is. Cause y'all, <laughs> I've never done it. My wife has done it with you guys. Yes. Um, yes she has. Y'all are professionals at it. So by all means, just talk about GTM, letting people know about these. <laughs> so GTM stands for Gospel Through Music, um, and it is an avenue 
in which we share the gospel of Jesus Christ using music as a tool to do that. So there are times, there are places that um, the people love the genre of music, but don't, they know the genre of the gospel, but they don't know the message of the gospel. And so music is an avenue which we all meet together. Um, In the times past that I've gone, um, we've had choir members of different sizes, like choirs of different sizes. I've worked with choirs that were 60 members, 120 members, and even 15, 20 members. Um, But a lot of them don't know Christ. Wow. They sing the music, but they don't know Christ. Yeah. So going to these different places is being able to share the gospel with them, to let them know Jesus loves you, God loves you, he accepts you, he wants you, he welcomes you into his family if you choose him. And so, you know, we've seen miracles happen uh, overseas. We've seen, um, oh, my God, it's just so, we've actually, when the last music mission trip we went to, it was in Germany. Mm-hmm. And we got a chance to uh, minister to a youth choir. Oh, my goodness. <gasps> and a school. And we went inside of a school. They looked at it as cultural to actually teach about gospel. They looked at it as cultural. But we got a chance to minister the gospel message in the school. Wow. And uh, it was a breakthrough that happened in this young lady's life. She was crying the whole time the Spirit of God was on her, she couldn't explain what was going on. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. It was amazing. And she said, everybody's so happy right now. And that she hasn't seen that with all her classmates. Yeah. We were all dancing, and we were all, um, wow. I forgot the name of the song. Freedom. Freedom. It was Freedom by Eddie James. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and everybody was dancing and having such a great time, and she was just crying. Mm-hmm. I mean, just crying. And she said, everybody's so happy. I haven't felt this. I, I'm, I haven't had seen this before. Wow. And so the spirit of God was oh just on her. And it was amazing. And that was one of the most, I, I, I would love to go back to, it's a yes. crop, Germany. Yes, small, small village. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, it's like cow pens, mm-hmm. like small. Everybody knows each other in crop. Gotcha. And it's about how, how long from Hamburg? About an hour from Hamburg, Germany, yeah. uh, one of the largest cities in Germany. But Goodness. it's oh, amazing people. Yes, amazing people. Where all have you? Where have? Where all have you guys been uh, through the ministry? Okay, so through GTM, we've gone to Crop Germany, we've gone to um, Italy, but for three cities in Italy. Mm-hmm. So Torino, which is the northern part. Cosenza and Martina Franca, which is which is the southern part of Italy. So more so Europe. There's talk about going to Kenya next year. I heard about that. Ooh. Yeah, about that. that's that. that's gonna be <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we got to get prepared, capacity yes. wise, in the spirit for that. It's mm-hmm. gonna be awesome. Yeah, but I mean, and and I'll just say this, and it's a touch and go, but. The uh, receptivity of the gospel is very strong in other places. It is. Very, very strong in other places. Um, And you can actually meet more resistance here at home than you can in other places. I believe that. I won't go into that. 
I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> you saw my mind. Was I, we did. I, we were there. We were there. That's, we're not gonna go there. That's gonna be another one. We definitely got to have that conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. we definitely got to have that conversation. Um, so there's a lot more we want to ask you guys, but we're gonna end it right there. Mm-hmm. But we do want to do a word association. Okay. So, word association. We're gonna. We're, the first thing jumps in your mind. So I'll let you start. What's the first thing coming to your mind when you hear faith to faith? Love. Pastoring. Tough. <laughs> Bishop T.D. Jakes. Wisdom. Evangelism. Timberlands. Mm. Mm. Boots, yeah. Mm. High definition. Cutting edge. Hey, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, um, are you guys on any social media platforms? We're on, we actually share a website. So williamangiecleveland.com. And you can also find me because he don't be on that long. <laughs> but I'm on Instagram, Pastor Angie Cleveland. All right, all right. <laughs> Listen, everybody, what camera, what camera are we looking at? I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at the main one. <laughs> Come look at the big one. We, we want to say thank y'all. Yes. Oh, we just want to make sure we say thank y'all well, thank for what y'all. you do. Um, thank you for allowing us to be a part. Yes. yes but also thank you for your, um, your continuous grind in yes. what you do. Yes. Like oh, your faithfulness God. to what you do. Uh, we appreciate it. We honor you guys for it. So great husbands, great fathers, yeah. great examples, great role models, worthy of being followed. Yeah. Thank so you. we're grateful to sit amongst great men of God and to just share our hearts and uh, just to have this moment. We're humbled by this experience. Thank yeah, you. definitely. I want to apologize for my little blunder I did earlier. So no. <laughs> I want to make sure we get that over. <laughs> no, no, I want no, to apologize for that. Nah, too. No, no, this is, hey, we, whichever one we want to do, it's all good. It's totally fine. <laughs> hey, y'all listen, this is High Definition Podcast. Thank you all. I'm Maurice. I'm Therese. Y'all remember to live life from the highest definition. We're going to catch y'all in the next episode.